I noticed your fingers are very girthy. Was he an actor or was he just the guy who kissed his sister on TV all the time? Probably just because your dick's broken. I told you not to go downstairs with Calgary after he's had a show. Masturbation wounds are very unforgiving. Hello and welcome. We are back. From theballerlifestyle.com, it is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so. If you if you are struck by something, someone was struck by something this week. I got a tweet. I, hold on, let me find this. I got to read this quickly. This is from our, our boy Unicorn Killer Two on Twitter. He sent a tweet and he, he tagged all of us in it and he said. Episode 164 has it all. B-ball talk and gay preacher voices and ghost talk and low talking. Best podcast. I cannot tell you how much I love that because you guys fucking listen. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I read that tweet. I, not one of those things makes any sense to me because I, as soon as I say it, it's out of my mind. But the fact that I'm saying shit and you guys are listening to it and it is resonating with you means so much to me so thank you for that uh if you if you want to reach out like unicorn killer did on twitter you can reach out uh you can reach out there on twitter or you can send us something longer form mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com we have some voicemail to get to this week and if you would like to be one of those people that gets their voice heard on the show you can do that via the voicemail line 949-464-TBLS as always, I implore you, check out our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast, on Facebook. A lot popping off there. There's a mon- I saw a montage of dead wrestlers today. I shared it on the, I shared it on the, uh, on the Facebook page. And it's R.I.P. Haystacks Cal- Calhoun. Gone too soon. Didn't know. Wasn't aware. Uh, also, uh, Andre the Giant, legend, and myself share a birthday. So that's the kind of shit you can find out if you go on our Facebook page. And, of course, iTunes. We're currently in the midst of an iTunes Roast the Host contest. Um, You could be a part of that at iTunes. uh, Find the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on iTunes and leave a five-star review and a roasting review of the show. A five-star rating. Rating and review. There's two things. Rate the show five stars. And then say anything you would like about us. Make fun of us in the review portion and the winner gets prizes um okay that's it oh and patreon patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle if you'd like to make a financial contribution to the show as many of you have many of you heroes have um you can do it there patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle joining me now as always it's ed daily ed hey hey buddy how's it going um all right, I uh, right, my yeah. buddy just sent me something that was pretty funny. I thought oh. I, I should share. I am like most people. I, I know those most of those BuzzFeed lists are trash. Yeah, sometimes but, they're funny, but sometimes they're fun. And this yeah. was sort of relevant to what we've been talking about lately. Uh, mascots. I guess these are all high school mascots. Okay, number one, yeah. number one, one, the San Diego Chicken, Ted Giannoulis, number one, <laughs> and then the rest. 
<laughs> well, these are twenty five high school mascots that all that that are like batshit crazy, offensive. Yeah, uh, it's not even offensive. It's weird. Oh, the the sugar beaters okay. in Shinook, Montana. Well, that's like and they the, must grow sugar beets there. No, I, there's an actual like beater, like like mm, a like an electric mixer. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. The apple knockers in Cobden, Illinois. I'm into that. I'm into those <laughs> apple knockers. Go apple knockers. Get them out. Get those apple knockers out. <laughs> in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, the awesome blossoms. Oh, that's that's a trash appetizer. I don't want yeah, that. That's a that's a twelve thousand calorie appetizer. No, thank you. It's it's you know what it is? It's onion rings that you dip in mayonnaise. <laughs> in Richland, Washington, the bombers and their their mascot. It, it, the picture is just a uh, mushroom cloud. Um, that's a little. That's like and that's where that's where they supplied. Yeah, the the town supplied plutonium for uh, Fat Man and Little Boy. Oh yes, okay, that makes sense. Okay, Hoopston, Illinois, the Corn Jerkers. Wow, this is like just, a happy ear of corn. What? Wow, the Corn Jerkers. Galloping ghost. That, well, it kind of looks like a condom. Yeah. Um, this is real lame. And you have to think West Virginia. Poco, West Virginia. They're the polka dots. Oh, that's terrible. That's stupid. Ter- Although it's better. My high school was the Mustangs. Yeah. You know, and that's stupid. Like, that's not that's not original. We've talked about that. You know, there's, yeah, there's way the too bulldog. many wildcats like, and bulldogs. Like a yeah. million, million bulldogs. Um, Polo Community High School in Polo, Illinois. The Polo Marcos. Well, that's kind of funny. It's like reversed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Laurel Hill, Florida. The Hobos. And the guy's got a bindle and he's dribbling a basketball with the other hand. That's, you know, that's in bad taste now. Because yeah. now the people are homeless. And there's not, you don't really have, you realize that those people are mentally ill. So we can't. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine if you're, you know, just living uh, living on the streets and you look up yeah, and there's a mascot, of yeah. like a happy hobo dribbling a basketball. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, not cool. Yuba City, California. Oh, that's the way, honkers. Yuba City is way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Honk- honkers, they got big noses. <laughs> well, it's some sort of bird. Oh. Uh, Frankfurt, Illinois, hot dogs. Uh, it's like Frank. Yeah, yeah Frank Frankfurter. Cary High School, the Imps. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, Columbia, Missouri, the Cupies. Uh, wait, the kilties, and it's a big dude in Providence with a kilt. Mighty bunnies is lame. Oh yeah, this is another one. Must be the douchiest town in America. In Williamsport, Pennsylvania, is that where the Little League World Series is? It is absolutely. The millionaires. Oh, unbelievable! Like Richie Rich. Yeah, this it, it, it dates back to the late 1800s when they had that town had more millionaires per capita than any other city. Oh, I mean, what interesting! Douchey. What's so douchey? Yeah, uh, the Nimrods in Watersmeet, Michigan. You know, freshman year yeah. when I was like the first day you're moving in and meeting people, and there was a guy on my floor, and he's like, "My name's Nimrod," and I was like, yeah, ah, "Good one, okay, Gaylord." Yeah, and his name really was Nimrod. He's know. like part Inuit or something. Something. Shut up. His name was Nimrod. Nimrod, poor guy. I guarantee he's or he just goes by Nim. There's uh, no way he's a rod. He's oh, not no, going he by was, Nimrod. No, he was, I mean, he was like one of these uh, Laszlo kind of guys oh. you saw on the floor and you're like, whoa, keep away from that dude. He probably, he's probably employee number three at Google. Yeah. 
uh, in Annapolis, Maryland, the Oba Zags, and it's because they have a gazebo on their campus, and it's gazebo backwards. That's a really lame one. That is very stupid. Uh, when we when we visited the the Coachella Arabs mascot at one That's point right. on this show, um, our listener and Twitter friend Thousand Steps reached out to to mention the Compton Tar Babies, which is oh. a which is a mascot I was aware of, but didn't didn't want to speak on. But you know, you know, I think they used to drill a lot of oil in Compton back in the day, which is where yeah, this is this predated right, which is the where different. the name comes from. But still, like that's a rough one. Like how much, how much, how much pride is there in that name? You just change it to anything else. How about Centralia, Illinois, the orphans? Um, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. The when I was in high school, the the local high school here near where I live was called the uh it's called the Laguna Beach Artists cuz it's artists yeah cuz it was like an artist colony so they were called the artists and we'd like I went to a different high school and I, I remember we played them in baseball and we're like a fucking artist like that's such a lame name but then they changed it and now they're called like the Laguna Beach break, or Breakers or something it's like a wave and I'm artist like artist is better the artist is so much cooler like they should have stuck with that like in hindsight like when I was 16 I thought that was stupid but now looking back it's great it's a great name yeah how about new berlin illinois they're all in illinois the pretzels yeah these people take their high school like everyone's real dialed in cuz there's only you know 2400 people in the town and everybody's cousins and shit they're really right. dialed into their team and what they're doing all right well in harrison tennessee this is probably my favorite one the pounders. Oh yeah, <laughs> it Come looks on. like it's just a giant fist holding Come some on. sort of something. Come on down to Pound Town. <laughs> uh, wing beavers. I think wooden shoes in Illinois again. A lot of a lot of Dutch back there. The zizzers. That's really weird. All right, that was yeah. it. But I thought there's some good ones. Fantastic. So, bottom line, mascot list of mascots. Number one, the San Diego chicken or the famous chicken. As he was later called. Was uh, he an employee or was he just like well, that's a thing. weirdo? He's, he's like, separated from the team at some point. So he was the San Diego chicken. He's like Ragnar. Exactly. And then he, I'm not sure. You know, we should get him on. We should get him on and ask him about this. And then he became, then he was just the famous chicken at Gene Ullis. And then, so he's number one. And then number 1,470,863 is the Philly fanatic. That I remember going to a Sixers game with a buddy as a kid, and the dude was like, the, the thing was like sitting in our lap, and yeah, like, like, yeah, get out of here, buddy. Douche. Nobody wants to see you. Douche. I was right, right there beside him, Mister Met. Mister Met's got a deal. Something's going on with Mister Met. I, I don't know I what kinda, it is. I kind of like Mister Met. I kind of like yeah. it. I think it's kind of ridiculous looking in, in a good way. In the eight or in the eighties, the Lakers had Dance and Barry, and I don't. I think he was just like a fan. But, but there are a lot of those kind of guys. Yeah, and it, but it became a thing where he would like wear LeMay and he would like dance at the forum. You know, it was a big party at the forum. Everybody's on Coke. And uh, he, w- he would dance up and down the steps. You know, it was like a big day. Hey, Dance and Barry. I'm not sure what happened to Dance and Barry. Uh, okay, the iTunes contest. I kind of fucked this up, guys. I gave you until like right before, just right before we recorded to – 
to make your review, to make your five-star review with a roasting of the show and its hosts. And what I'm realizing is I don't think these iTunes reviews populate instantly. So there are people that I know that have reached out to me that I know left reviews today and they haven't populated. So either they were lying to me or yeah, we got one today. Yeah. But see on mine, it's yesterday. It says May 1st. I don't show any for May 2nd in my iTunes and I've refreshed. So I'm going to give, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to announce the winner next week. One more week. You hosers to get us. We still have 66 total reviews of the show, which is like in the range of 2% of the number of people that are going to download the show this week. So that's pretty fucked up. You guys, you know, you're not all doing a great job out there. Uh, but I understand also that for some reason it's very iTunes is a fucker. They, they deleted a bunch of songs off my hard drive, hard drive. I'm convinced. But so the point is, is it can be a little confusing. People have reached out both via email and Twitter saying that they've either tried to leave comments or they weren't able to leave a comment or they did leave a comment and I don't see it. So here's the deal you have until today. Well, I'm not going to say what today is. That's not important. You have until Sunday night at midnight Pacific time which would be May. What are the trash time zone? Nobody cares about Pacific. Oh, Pacific is the time zone. Paci- no, yeah, yeah. nobody cares no. about it. Pacific is where football starts at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Three, it's, it's three hours it's, behind America. Pacific not, is where it's the, not a real thing. The fucking, it's not a real thing. Nobody, nobody works in Pacific. That's the thing they list second when they no. say, you know, it's, it's this Eastern and then this Pacific. That's like, all right, and then like they sigh when they have to get to no, the Pacific because nobody cares about Pacific it. is trash, where the world the world series oh. starts at six, where we don't have to stay up till midnight to watch well, a fucking baseball game. Games you missed. The I don't miss of anything. Games. I don't miss anything. Also, who, hard work. If you got if you got to miss the beginning, <laughs> which would you rather miss, the beginning or the end of the game? Well, who's missing the end? No, I am. I can't stay up till midnight to watch a game. I mean, I'm what? not. I'm not because I'm in Pacific time. Where the game ends at a comfortable 9.30, which is perfect. Uh, so midnight, Pacific, Sunday night, May 7th, and that's it. And then we just whatever we have next week is what we're going with, okay? So that's what's up. That's what's up with that. Roast us in the reviews. Hold on. I'm going to read a few of them. Gary and Fort Bend. These qua- quadrigenarians are all about the hashtag hetero life from declining offers from eager pleasure workers to hair systems to expert advice on dong gazing and men's jewelry. Listen as Ed struggles to have a single normal human interaction with anyone he's not married to. Kate, the Aussie, (laughs) when she's not on walkabout, provides a delightful breath of fresh air from all the manliness. I notice nobody really talks much shit on Kate in these. Have you noticed that? Mostly, yeah, she's a, she's a real darling. Yes. You know what? Yeah. It, w- it would it would hurt to throw an insult her way. She's on for ten minutes. Like you and I are doing all the heavy lifting here. Yeah, Birkenstock. That's what we need to do. We need to be on the show less. That's true. Yeah, there's too well. There's we'll a lot be more beloved. No, that gets mentioned. Birkenstock wearing Bernie bro Brian Obbs, a closeted fish fan. That hurts. <laughs> does a great job of letting the talent shine. And sometimes you can actually hear what Ed and Kate are saying. Also, (laughs) thanks to TBLS, I will make sure to never be left in hospital room alone with my wife, who happens to be a kayak owning nurse. That's fantastic. That's so good. (laughs) That's a good one. Here's one from bucket of tank. If, if you have, 
many, many different deals, then this is the podcast for you. The show of record for sports, dongs, pop culture, 80s television, celebrity dongs, The Bachelor, race relations, and many others, but mostly dongs. The topics are engaging, but the hosts are what make this podcast stand out. First, we've got Easy Ed Daily. You didn't read that incorrectly. He's a man under the age of 70 who is named Ed and for some reason hasn't had his name legally changed. Ed resembles a short bus Matt Damon and ironically has goodwill hunting level knowledge and recall of 80s TV and movie minutia. Next up, you have Brian Beckner, a fish microwaver and snake enthusiast who willingly dresses like a middle schooler that idolizes Jeff Spicoli. Don't worry, though. He records the pod shirtless. I'm not wearing a shirt right now, guys. I'm currently... I have one article of clothing on. It's a pair of shorts. Even though Bri would have to look up to stare a hobbit in the eye, he's managed to overcome and even once had, since canceled, his own weekly segment on Houston's fourth most popular talk radio station. Somehow, Ether, Brian was able to land the charming and beautiful Kate, a.k.a. Fancy Sauce, in real life again who also serves as the show's pop culture and celebrity authority. The sultry voice siren from the land down under is known to occasionally name drop and is the world's foremost expert on football outfits and the muffled sounds of David Spade and the throes of passion filtering through an adjoining wall. If you're hashtag team content, then the baller lifestyle is the podcast for you. Fantastic. There's a couple more I want to read, but that one was so long. Uh, Oh wait, hold on. I want to do this one real quick. From the real Ron Mexico, FMK TBL edition, F Kate, obviously, because no homo, Mary, Ed, since he seems to have a secure job and is not a snake guy, (laughs) kill brain because sidekicks are easily replaced. Great podcast (laughs) that makes me chuckle and guffaw. That one's great. Uh, Okay. So some really good ones. Um, Ed and I will decide. I I would let, um, I'm not going to let Kate weigh in on the winner. No, I mean, it's a big all, love all, fest for her. Yeah, they're all complimentary to her. So we, uh, you, no guys, you guys essentially have one more week. We'll announce the winner next week. And again, the winner gets a signed copy of Ed's book and a chance to appear on the show with us to discuss his victory. So his or her victory. Uh, okay. What else? Oh, there's so much going on. Emails. Let's get to those. Actually, mm-hmm. first, somebody left us a voicemail, Ed. Let's knock, All right. let's knock this out. And he's, he did it. He was very rude to me and he's not shockingly he didn't leave a name. And I, I think maybe it's because he's called before, but I don't, it's not, since it's not Kyle and Scotty, I don't recognize who it is. So just listen. A couple quick things. Hey brain. Uh, if you call a bartender boss, he's probably spitting in your fucking drink. Uh, Ed, chili, eat it with beans, man. Make your wife a separate pot so you don't have to go without. That's what a real man would do. Pregnant pause. And then on the on the potluck thing, um, we I used to have to go to family reunions, and my grandmother would always be like, "Stick with me, take what I take." I watched everybody, watched what everybody brought, so uh, I know who's got the dirty kitchen, so you don't want to eat their shit. That's actually tremendous yeah. advice. Grandma knows. You got, you got a good grandma. Yeah, gra- grandma knows. Grandma is judging everybody's kitchen for sure. She knows. For, yeah, that's what they do. Grandma's judge. Yeah, they judge like a motherfucker. 
Um, I came up with another one. I'm, I stand by Colin, bartender's boss. I got a drink um, this weekend, and I forgot. I think I forgot my number one most used, most often used name for when I don't actually know somebody's name. What? Brother. Hey, thanks, brother. Okay. What are you, Hulk Hogan? Appreciate it, brother. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I leave that to, to Hulk Hogan. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. <laughs> yeah. Can I have another in my time, brother? <laughs> oh, you know, Hulk Hogan drinks Bud Light. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, Bud Light only. Uh, back to the thing about the, uh, you know, I need to cook chili. Here's the problem. And this this comes up, like, with just a lot of things. If I know I'm going to be the only person in my household exactly. eating it, exactly. it's just it's nope. just setting myself up for, like, overeating or feeling bad that I, that I threw something Especially out that I shouldn't have. Especially if you got to make something sp- just for the kids. Like if the kids yeah, don't eat chili. my kids won't eat fucking yeah. chili. They're yeah. such a pain in the no, ass. So I it's like, it. you know what? I, I just, I got to make it somewhat easy. I, I know what you're saying. Like if I'm at, at a place where I can order chili, I'm happy to have the beans. The beans. Like, Get the yeah, fucking so. beans. Uh, my kids, I got to make all manner of different shit for them. It's They, they don't like anything mashed up. Oh, yeah. You it's know, it's just. Chicken nuggets, yeah. hot dogs. Oh. Like there are only a few safe foods, and they're not safe. Yeah, th- yeah. Then they bitch about getting the same stuff all the time. Okay, we're running behind. Emails, amigos. Long time no talk. Since Dia de las Madres is coming up, need insight on best way to handle it when married with kids. This is an issue for a lot of people. My wife gave birth to my beautiful, my two beautiful Mexicans, so I obs celebrate her on the day. But the problem is, she always wants to hang with her madre. This cuts out my mother on the day and makes me look like a bad guy with an agenda. Since then, my mom sees pictures of us hanging on social media. Best solution take out mine on the Saturday before or try to be a hero and catch some time with mine in the morning. Help also celebrate me for not talking sex in an email for the first time ever. Great job. That's from John in Fullerton. Uh, Ed, you want first crack at that one? This is about Cinco de Mayo? What is No, Mother's Day. What was all the Mexican and the, Spanish well, stuff? He's, he's, he's Mexican. The, uh, Mother's oh, Day. So he's he talking just- about Mother's Day. Okay, I didn't. I just I heard Mexican, okay. and he's calling his kids Mexicans. Yeah. I thought this was a Mexican related. Uh, oh, so he's saying take out the yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my mom out to lunch on Saturday yeah. because with the mother, of your kids, you kind of have yeah. to. It's got to be her day, mm-hmm. yep. and then and um, you know, unfortunately, that means yeah, whatever she wants, which means her mom is involved, right? So right, there right. was one year that like we or one or two years where we like had a brunch with both families too much, over too much. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Too much. But, but yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing the thing with my mom the day before. Yes. Uh, but I, I have to do what Michelle wants. Same luck. Well, in my situation, luckily uh, the, the answer is, is do, do brunch with one and then dinner with the other or barbecue afternoon. Yeah, barbecue. It depends on where you live. It's yeah. It, assuming you guys all live near my mom's other. far enough that it's gonna right. have to be a separate day. Well, you, you kill two birds with one stone. You roll over to your mom's and you see, you hit the tot lot and see what Ashley Dupree's up to. <laughs> Let me pick out a little something for the, yeah. for my wife. Yeah. While, uh, Celebrating mom. Hey mom, let's have a stroll. Let's have a stroll down to the park and just see who's around. Let's see who might oh, be hanging out. 
Why don't you check out that nice bookstore over there? I my mother in law lives in a in a different continent, so in a different hemisphere. So with we yeah. don't have to yeah. we don't have yeah, that man, problem. And I think are. I think um Australian Mother's Day is like a different it's like Canadian Thanksgiving. It's like a different time of year. Hey, what what continent do they consider that now? Why Australia? It's its own continent. It's, well, I used to just think when we were kids, it was like the Australian continent, but now it's like uh, Oceania or yeah, something. Like yeah, yeah. The, the kids like learn something different now. Yeah, it's it's combined with um, the the South Pole and uh, and uh, New it's Zealand. Well, That's I mean, bullshit. We just we just assumed New Zealand was part of Australia. Yeah, you'd think that, but it's actually pretty far away. No, I know, but like when we were kids, we grouped yeah. together as the Australian continent. Totally. But they don't even say that anymore. And they don't like to be, and those Australians and Kiwis don't like to be confused for each other. They really no, and they, they have, have the a, same fucking flag too. Yeah, they have a similar flag, and they have a, um, a similar accent, and yeah. it's very, and they're all white, and they're all good looking. And that's right. They're all white. Yeah. It's like, dude, very confusing. Uh, I hope that helps, John. Here's another one. This might be the greatest email we've ever received to the show. Brian, I noticed your fingers are very girthy. They resemble cigars. From your experience, is there a correlation between fingers and other appendages? Thank you. Hi. That is from Perry in Westwood. Perry, you are. I think that guy's asking me about my dong, Ed. I, I, I'm pretty confident that's what he's asking. That's yeah, shocking. Um, I don't, I have an, unfortunately, I do have, one time I was taking a golf lesson and the golf coach, like I was gripping the club and he's like, hey, you know what? You got some meaty hands. Um, and then someone on, someone on Instagram, someone that I know, Someone that happened to design the logo for this for the baller lifestyle um, commented that my that I look like I have hobbit hands, which is fucked up. I like Perry's email much better, uh, but no, it doesn't correlate. I, I have an unremarkable dong in yeah. every way. I can speak to you know the hands versus feet thing. I have size thirteen yeah. feet. Yeah, and I yeah, I'm unremarkable. True. I mean, I would say you know back way back when when you're you're actually measuring or trying to figure it out yeah. i guess i guess i'm right in the average range yeah. but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel like like when i see guys whipping out their dongs they're always big so when well you, that's because you only look at porn but, when, but when else do you see a dong i know or like the well, guys you know growing up guys who would like you know whip out their dongs yeah. like just well, that's the guy i'm just saying it, it's always the big guys yeah, so if is. you're average you just kind of feel like well eh, it's small. I, don't, I don't want this scene yeah, if you got an average size dick, you got a small dick because everyone that every dick that people see is right. typically it's in big. porn and they're huge. They're freaks. They're freaks right. of nature with massive cocks. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like Howard Stern. Howard Stern always talks about his small dick. And then they had like a dick measuring contest where they had like some porn star help them all get hard on the show. And his was like the second biggest. Right. But, oh, you know, partially he's six inches taller than everyone there. Yeah, that's true. Makes it look smaller. Right. There's a lot of things yeah. that just don't totally work. A lot that goes into it. Just get a little blood going. Because, you know, if you got some blood in it, and but it's not like all the way hard, that's the that's – Semi. Its, 
That's its best presentation because you, people go, Oh, it's soft. Like he's not, he's not even erect and he's got, you know, he's got some pretty good girth to him when, but you know that you don't have that's much right. further to go. That's the trick. Uh, okay. Th- that's it. Emails, voicemails, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Well, it's Sunday night's Red Sox Cubs game in Fenway, a fan did the unthinkable. And no, I'm not talking about throwing peanuts at Adam Jones and screaming N-bombs at him. That was last night, Monday night. Yeah. Um, but on Sunday night, a fan proposed to his girlfriend via his scoreboard proposal, and it did not go so well. There was no hug, and the camera quickly cut away. The crowd groaned and then started chanting, she said no. Okay. Now, Brian, what's okay. the worst part of this story? The fact that she said no, the fact that a guy thought this was a good idea, or that steakheads like Sully and Mikey are high-fiving all week and bragging that they helped start a wicked bad breakup. <laughs> well, it it would be great except that the following day it was balanced out by 34 people getting kicked out of the stands for screaming racial epithets at a black player from another team. Oh. And you know, like it's, it's, we're not in England. Right. The thing about that, when people love, you know, Boston people love to say, we're not a racist city. Right. Something like that happens. And I am 100% positive there are racists in every single crowd of every single sporting of event. Of course. But nobody would consider doing that in New York City. Yeah. They, they, they'd get destroyed. Yeah. But yet, and they wouldn't do it in Los Angeles. They right. wouldn't do it in all these other places. But they had no problem saying it in Boston. Why do they feel comfortable right. being racist publicly right. there? Because no, even in places in the South, that's not okay. Right. And but they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do it in Atlanta. They, it, it happened right there in Boston because everybody's comfortable because yeah. everyone's a goddamn racist. I just hope this wasn't staged because this is the comeuppance every scoreboard proposer deserves. <laughs> yeah. Like it's. It's nope. so lame. Like she's not into the the Red Sox like you, buddy. Like let her no. let her just have her own private moment. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Like what is it? Why does it need to be broadcast? Like what does that say about you that you need to be seen doing this? Take a look at the mirror. Go <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror and think. Hey, what what is my reasoning behind doing this? Is it to profess my love to a beautiful woman that I want to be married to? Or is it about me? Look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when Michelle, Michelle and I got together in, in college. So when we got out of college, Michelle like had it in her head. All right. Well, you know, we're professionals. Like let's, you know, have more couples, friends and stuff Oof. like that. Oof. And she tried to get that going. Like, yeah. you know, a year out of college. We were at some fucking dinner party and Worst. the couples, there were like two other couples there, maybe, maybe even three. And they're sharing stories of how they got engaged or some shit like that. Awful. And this one guy is bragging on how he like paid the handsome cab guy to, you know, like horse and carriage in central park. Mm. And I leaned into Michelle and I was like, I'm never going to hang out with this fucking guy ever again in my life. That's right. That's Give right. me your complicated fucking. That's right. Get, get out of here. We have nothing in common. 
You've yeah. just you've just announced to me that we have nothing right. in common. That's right. If a guy's so proud of that, like no, it's not. It's never going to happen. Like there's not going to be like, oh, you know, that was just him being weird. Like he's really a good guy. No, no, he's not. He's not going to be my guy ever. No, no, totally agree with you. Uh, Ed, this is a big story. I think I posted this to the Baller Lifestyle Facebook yeah. page. This this guy that was going to get drafted. Of course, I don't know his name. You're about to tell us his. His sister announced to TMZ that when he got drafted, he wanted him or he wanted, she wanted him to buy her ass implants. And then I admit it, I had the draft on and the guy went number five. She is getting those ass implants, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've said pretty much the story, but yeah, Thursday night, Tennessee Titans surprised a lot of people by drafting Western Michigan receiver, Corey Davis, um, number, number five. And his sister Latoya was super proud of her little bro and said, I'm not going to ask for a dime from the the newly minted millionaire. And she said, I'm not looking for anything. It's a blessing in disguise, which I'm not really sure what's in disguise. He just got drafted on national television. It's actual. It's just an open blessing. Like if you believe in blessings, no one's hiding it. That's a good point. Right. right. But, uh, it, you know, the it was one of those. I mean, I, I really get the douche chills anytime I watch a TMZ interview because it's done by somebody who just has a cell phone, not so somebody awkward. who has any yeah. any ability to to ask real questions. No. So they just kept like holding the camera on her, and they're like, "Well, you know, just if he wants to splurge, you want a car or something, you know." And she's like, "He's feeling super generous. Maybe he can splurge for ass implants." Now, Brian, yes, what's weirder, a guy buying a sister ass implants? Or brothers and sisters that kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's impossible. There's, you can't gauge that because the second thing you just said is not a thing. Except for Angelina Jolie. That's true. Well, you, have you gotten a load of that brother? Is that brother still around? He looked like maybe he was on the fade 15 yeah, years ago when we lost that song. He looked like, like maybe, yeah. maybe he had the flu or yeah, something. Yeah, he looked like he could have been taking the cocktail. <laughs> Speaking of that, he's, uh, He's not that old. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to Google Angelina Jolie brother, James Haven. He's called James. How fucking old is this guy? Okay. Remember you saw him. It was probably about 20 years ago and he looked about what? 45, 50 at the time. Yeah. Well, he was looking. Yeah. He was working some things out. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd be happy to know he's celebrating a birthday next week. James Haven Voigt, 43 years old. He'll be, four, <laughs> he'll be 44 next week, May 11th, 1973. Shocking. Wow. Wow. Shocking. What, was he an actor or was he just the guy who kissed his sister on TV all the time? Uh, I don't know. He's, I'm on his wiki. Um, career. Yeah. Actor. Minor roles in several films starring his sister, Angelina Jolie. Wow. That's a shock. Yeah. Uh, he was on. He's been. He's done CSI. And he's done some small movies. Must be living off the family money. Uh, oh, Haven became a born again Christian in two thousand nine. Good for him. Well, then maybe you can get cast in some Kirk Cameron movies. All those like yes, uh, left behind DVD That's stuff. Awesome. <laughs> when they're like, "Why do you want to convert?" He's like, ah, "I used to make out regularly with my sister. I need." <laughs> I, I need to find Jesus. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't know if you saw me at the Oscars back in 1997, but I wasn't looking too good. I've 
dodge the AIDS bullet, and I'm here to give thanks to the Lord. Anything you want to confess? <laughs> well, I used to vigorously masturbate to my sister. <laughs> Ed, <clears throat> condom clogged pipe leads cops to seedy massage parlor. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to gripe with whoever wrote this headline, but isn't that a bit redundant? Like, isn't the CD implied in the phrase massage parlor? <laughs> the condom clog. Usually, you know, the upscale massage parlors don't have the condom clogs. Right. And they don't call themselves parlors. Like any kind of parlor, you need to yeah. be armed or at least bring a wingman when you go into. Uh, there, this, this was some pretty hardcore evidence. A condom clogged drainage pipe tipped off Austin, Texas police to a prostitution ring that was operating under the guise of a massage parlor. Aren't they all? Are they, <laughs> yeah. I feel are, like, are there people just getting regular massages? Yeah, I feel like it's the other way around. Uh, hundreds of used rubbers. Take that in. Just picture that. Just get that picture in your head real quick before I continue. We're backing up a waste disposal unit connecting Jade Massage Parlor and its shopping strip to the city's sewer system. The disgusting discovery was made by a realty company that had just taken control of the property. <laughs> Police traced the clog back to Jade, where female employees allegedly were offering more than just back rubs in exchange for money. Jade also advertised their illicit services on Backpage.com. Ooh, it's, I'm alerted by people who would know. That's what you, if you're traveling on business and you need to find a good Jack Shack. That's, that's the place. That's where you go. You check that backpage.com and that points you in the direction. Whatever town you're in, you need to go get something worked out at, at a jade massage type of place. That's how you find it. It's Yelp for ski polling. Exactly. Um, as many as two to three times a day with pictures of women and parlor owner Juan Wang's phone number. A quick aside, quick aside here, Ed, I, I hereby claim Juan Wang and add it to my list of aliases alongside, of course, Randy Frenchman, the Randy Frenchman, (laughs) Brian Force, John Cannon, and of course my Latin lover character, Carlos Von Carlos. And now I seize the name Juan Wang to use whenever I want. Uh, Wang and her co-owner husband, Joseph Emery, were arrested and charged with organized criminal activity and money laundering. Ed, should whoever the governor of Texas is present whatever the state's highest award is to the plumber that had to dislodge that latex yeah. obstruction? Oh, you know, people, people talk about thankless jobs. That's it right there. That's oh the God. thankless job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I I say it all the time. It's unbelievable. One that we give a shit about fucking hand jobs. Like who, who cares about prostitutes and everything? Like, come on. Yeah. Joe Rogan talks about this. It's, it's completely legal to go get a massage. You can get a massage and pay money for a massage and it's fine. But if they massage one area of your body and you come from it, Yeah, that's illegal. Like, if somebody gives you a back massage and you get sexually excited by that and you ejaculate, that's legal. That's on you. But if you, if they actually massage your genitals, as I'm told happens often, if you're traveling for business and you go on backpages.com and you're in that town and you want to get massaged, that's where you go. 
uh, it's illegal. And that's, that doesn't make sense. It's bullshit. Prostitution in general should not be illegal, correct? It's because it's the Puritans started this nation, right? Of course. But Juan Wang does deserve to go to jail because how do you not know how to dispose of waste yeah, like that? True. Monster. That's true. Well, Let me give you a hand job? Yeah. Me not know <laughs> where rubber go? I feel like that's kind of right. Juan Wang at Jade Massage. I don't know. Is that what's? Is that like a uh, Chinese voice or Russian that you're doing there? Oh, I was doing a woman's voice, high pitched voice. I didn't. I mean that that's on you if you took it as something else. I was just implying that somebody jerking off someone at a jade massage parlor might not be great with the english language and that's oh, a voice. so maybe you are oh the one God. who's I'm racist here. it's me i'm the racist one uh i assume they flush them because they don't want any evidence around same reason that uh, uh that nba players except for shabazz muhammad who we've learned likes to rock and fire yeah uh they're they're supposed to flush them, but the problem the problem wasn't the flushing; it was the volume of rubbers that they were flushing. There's just too many. They, oh, they overflowed the good sewage. What system. they did? Yeah, apparently. business was booming. Yeah, they should they should have come up with a. You know what they should have bought is like an on site incinerator, where they could just fling them, fling yeah. them into the fireplace or something. Yeah, but melting oh, yeah, rubber is probably not going to be no. good either. Um, I'm just going to jump. We fancy sauce is not with us today. We are without our very own fancy sauce, but we have, we're, we've enlisted a replacement former guest of the show. Lisa B Lisa Bizzle on Twitter has agreed to join us and host the pop culture segment. So let's bring her on now. Let's do it. So, like I said, alas, we are without. Kate is on the road and not with us today, but joining us in her absence is our very own former guest of the program, Lisa B. Lisa, how are you? I'm great. Um, Thank you very much for joining the show on short notice. We appreciate you filling in. You you were a very popular guest your first time around, and so much so that people were reaching out on Twitter and were like, hey, when are you going to have Lisa back on? And so she's here now. Um, Quickly, before we get into the pop culture report, we have a couple emails that I thought would be appropriate to have you help us with. So here we go. Wonderful. All right. First, ballers. I like looking at naked ladies as much as the next guy. But Same. but I find myself unable to achieve two mescents while at the strip club. Why is this? Thank you, Dan in Sacramento. I have my own ideas, but Lisa, you have a PhD in like psychology or you're some kind of doctor, right? Like you you yeah. might be you might be able to offer more of a clinical perspective on what's going on with my man Dan at the strip club. I first just want to commend Dan on the use of the word tumescence because word. I don't remember. I don't remember the last time I heard it. I'm surprised I even remember what it means. Yeah. That's a triple word. Score yeah, it's, a great, it's a great. Yeah, word. man. Yeah. Like dope, dope. Yeah. Um, why can't you get a boner for the strippers? Um, probably just because your dick's broken basically <laughs> like, 
Is that, is that your clinical analysis? <laughs> yeah, there's probably something wrong. That's with cool. Yeah, I mean, like if you are getting a boner for everything that is attractive in the world, like I mean, I'd be wet for flowers, for deer frolicking in the forest. Yeah. Like just because it's attractive and pretty doesn't mean that your boner needs to go in it. Like your dick might be smarter than you. I I yes, I agree. Um I I'm pretty i'm a pervert like i'm not i'm a pretty like highly sexual person not to gross out the audience too much but i strip club strip club does not do it for me in any sense and i think it has something to do with it being too overt like if Mm -hmm. i see a girl at the gym with a beautiful ass and tight leggings like i'm have i you know i having sexual thoughts. Whereas when I'm at, if I'm at a strip club, I'm like, what, what's, what's brought this chick here? Like, why, you know, why does she, she doesn't have a shirt on. That makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm not, I'm just not into the, to the, like on the face sexuality of the thing because it's not sexy strip clubs, not sexy. Ed. I don't have a problem with like, I mean, that's fine. If you're looking at a hot chick or whatever, but the fact that they will walk away unless you're continuously paying them. Right. It's mm. like, I went, once you're old enough, like when you're 18, you go to strip clubs, like, Oh my God, yeah. this is like, I'm getting yeah. a peek behind the curtain. But like, once you start actually like using your brain, you're like, this is just a huge bummer. When I was about 21, I got suckered into buying a stripper, a cherry Coke. <laughs> Like a twenty eight dollar cherry. Coke. Well, this was in Man. this was in the early nineties, Ed, mid nineties. It was it set me back fifteen bucks. <laughs> it was that, damn. Yeah, that was that's that's a trick that they use. You not they ask if you want to get them something to drink, and they will always mm-hmm. say yes because they're going to charge you for that drink. Don't buy them a drink and just. I don't know. Don't go to strip clubs. They're not. You should write a manual for people. You know what? Like, I have mixed opinions about strippers. Cause it was it was always weird. I've always enjoyed watching women dance. Like that part of it yes. is great. Them being naked is awesome. Yeah, I like that. Whatever, it's great. I just wish there wasn't the damage aspect of stuff because you know there were times like I, I had to stop for a lot of years because I saw a couple of my former patients get up on stage. Oh, really? And I and yeah, I remember there was this one. Like I was doing therapy with her while she was debating getting an abortion. And then uh, on the stage, she had a C-section scar. So I'm like, I guess she went through with the pregnancy. I guess, guess we know what happened. In that <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, part of me want to be like, congrats, what's up? And then the other part's like, uh, should I just watch it? But the, I just put my eyes down for that one. Yeah, but like, tough. I love when like a really athletic get, girl gets up on stage and starts doing cool stuff. Like I would get a boner for that. So I think like, if you get in the right strip club, sure, your boner might work. But yeah, most of the times it's it's perfectly fine if your boner is not well, going up. Dan Dan also has the misfortune to be in the Sacramento area, mm. which I can't, I wouldn't imagine is like the a uh, top stripper oh, Chris, destination. Chris Weber had to go somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have some, but this is he's not in Tampa. Or Atlanta or New York City. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, Montreal. I heard Montreal is just out of control. That's like the full contact oh, karate yeah. up there, right? I heard it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, all the way. There's no rules in Quebec. Uh, uh, okay, here's another one. It's, speaking of Canada, hmm. Lisa is being a Canadian. This, is, this comes from a Canadian listener. Dear Brian, Ed, and Fancy, 
Thanks for all the hard work you put into the show. Here is my entry into the Roast the Host contest. In listening to the show, Fancy has introduced me to a new term. She's occasionally made mention of a person being placist. The context usually being a dig at a southern state, most often Florida. Anyhow, I'd like to accuse Brian and Ed of placism, in particular of being placist against my hometown, Calgary. Calgary doesn't get a lot of run on the show, so I always take notice when the name pops up. To the best of my recollection, Calgary has only been mentioned twice, and neither time has been particularly complimentary. The first mention occurred during an episode where Brian outlined his theory on shortening the NHL season. The theory being that the league should do away with the regular season and the season would begin in spring at the start of the playoffs. This is how they've not enacted, bought this idea from me is crazy. And some ideas and some cities slash teams would simply be left out. Brian said, quote, sorry, Calgary, try again next year. Clear placism, if you ask me. The second Calgary mention happened when discussing the case of teacher Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson. She's the teacher who told a student, quote, why don't you lick me where I fart? Despite oh, Brian, no. despite, we talked about that story. Despite Brian clarifying that she was, in fact, from Dunville, Ontario, Ed responded with, she looks more like Calgary to me. <laughs> Did I really? That's such a good line. <laughs> there you go. Two mentions, two clear examples of placism. I'm not particularly insulted by either mention. However, it is heartwarming to know that when you guys think of non-postseason qualifying asshole lickers, you think of us. All the best, yeah. Clark in Calgary. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's such a good email. Uh <laughs> I don't. I actually don't know anything about Calgary except flames. That's a pretty lame. They have, name. They have the rodeo. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're really into being cowboys. Yeah, there. they have. They have cowboys. I, I understand they have oil, and they had one of the Rough Riders franchises in the in the CFL. Didn't they? Didn't they have the Olympics? Like eighty eight? Yes. Oh, it, yeah, did they? Yes, they had the Winter Why? Olympics. That's right. Who would give them the Olympics? Have you, uh, I, I remember the the hats. All the hats. They're all wearing cowboy hats. Uh, Do you guys know the nickname is Cowtown? No. Oh, it's like what? It, it's is it supposed to be like the Texas of Canada? Like, is it? I don't you even know, know. Where is it? What? The only where? people. It's in Alberta, but the only people well, that where is actually that? like identify it's like west it's nowhere near anything it's i've been to montreal and i've been to vancouver and like victoria Cal- i've never been to calgary else. i believe is like above the dakotas <laughs> it's north oh, well of the dakotas or so north of montana north of dakotas makes sense then yeah guys yeah. we make it so easy for you guys with geography like we just have a couple provinces like you guys went all out with your territories and stuff and we have to have some idea of it and we made it easy for you guys but like americans cannot cannot even get like any uh, idea no there's you guys have some you guys have some random ones in there including the island one that you're from newfoundland <laughs> yeah yeah newfoundland well, newfoundland it, it feels like when it, when you look at that tracker uh, you know, when you're flying and the airplane, like where it is, 
I feel like it spends an insane amount of time right over that area when I'm flying back from Europe. I'm like, how much time do I have to spend over this one island in Canada? Yeah. 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 Forever. It's It's big, but like there's hardly anything there because, yeah, people just live in one side of it. And I've I've just learned that Ottawa is the (laughs) capital. Yeah. Yeah. Trudeau's home. I just assumed like Toronto. But no. Yeah, you. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Wow, it's the, yeah, it's I would a big have city. thought Rob Ford could have changed it. <laughs> yes, I would. I would love to have Rob Ford back to life and leading uh, America. City. He died. Leading everything. Wait, Rob Ford died? <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last he, died. Year. he died. I didn't make that so up. Was, I panicked for a second. He was, he was living healthy for. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the brightest brightest candles burn the shortest. Yeah, he, it's tragic, man. I know it's shocking. He really was a star, though. I mean, he was, took care of himself, man. He's a legend. He really, he really put Canada on the map, so to speak. Just, I mean, he's like, he's no, a mayor. You know, yeah. when, like when you go to when you you're at a funeral and somebody you know like that goes to like he loved life, he lived life to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. smoke, and he did. Yeah, he smoked crack. He drank. He he was he like tackled women on like, the the parliament floor or whatever it's called. He's like, how am I supposed to know if I smoke crack? I was fucking wasted. <laughs> I got drunk yeah. one night. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the best thing ever. I was like, you know what, my man, I feel you. It happens sometimes. You end up smoking crack. Yeah, I'm going to a wedding in a couple weeks. I'm a little worried. I'm smoke crack. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you get a little too drunk at a wedding, yeah. and yeah. you grab some ass and you smoke a little crack. Like it happens. I mean, it's playoff times in Canada. Right. I mean, it's everywhere. But like in Canada, we get really into it, yeah. and sometimes we end up smoking crack when your team wins. Do you, you know, you got to celebrate. Do you per- oh, makes sense. Do you personally get it because you get into it because your sins are, are? I am not a sins fan. Okay, uh, I want to make that very you're, clear you're right a- now. Nor am I an Ottawa fan. I like Ottawa, the city, right. or Calgary. I hate Calgary too. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Ottawa, yeah. the team that lost to the Rangers so you, tonight. You're placist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I am such a places yeah. and I support places. And because some places are first superior to others, I've traveled a lot and lived several places yeah. and I've, I've actively hated cities that I live in. Like right now I act, I do. I live that life. Yeah. So what's your, so your team's the Leafs? No, mine is actually Boston Bruins. What? Oh, oh no. God. Oh, oh. God. Nice. So you adopt the, the least likable American city yes. sports teams. Yeah. Man, but like Andy Moog, back in the day, yeah. like I, I just worshipped Andy Moog, yeah. and I never got over it. Wow, interesting. Yeah, interesting the way I know. We, we identify those things in our youth, mm. and they just they imprint, right? Like, and like you know, you you stick with your family because like if you go against whoever your family's cheering for, you're left out. That's true. And yeah, rejection's hard enough as a young fat child <laughs> growing up in Newfoundland. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I had to align with with the what they were cheering for. Uh, okay, uh, but Clark. Even though we are, yeah, what is from us? Even though we are nice work. placist against Clark? Calgary, is that, and what is the pronunciation? Because when they do the, Calgary. it's Calgary. It's definitely Calgary, but I really enjoy you saying Calgary. Well, yeah, Calgary. That sounds like somebody's creepy uncle. No, that's what they say. Yeah. When, no, careful. That's what they do say. Not, I told you not to go downstairs with Calgary after he's had a show. <laughs> no, that's, what, uh, that's what Don Cherry says. Like, that's what they say. Calgary's got some popsicles down in the basement. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what they say, that's what they say on the highlights. Calgary. I, I, just, I thought that was Canadian pronunciation. Clark, I need pronunciation on Calgary. Reach out. I 
I've met a lot of people from Calgary. I've, I've just, been in Canada for a while. <laughs> your whole life? <laughs> I can I could be pretty confident that it's Calgary. Okay. I'll take your word for yeah. it. You're pretty Yeah, smart. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, you are here to help us out to talk about the, a uh, little bit of the, re- as Kate calls it, the real news. We like to talk about celebrity happenings and what is going on in that realm. Uh, what have you got for us today? What is happening in the world of fancy pop? Man, I have got some juicy, juicy stories. Oh, I've hear. been oh. just, just reading and enjoying. <clears throat> so the first one is actually a really special one. Um, to me and many others. So to commemorate the 25th anniversary of what is arguably the best song ever recorded, Billy Ray Cyrus has legally changed his name wow. to Cyrus. One name. He told Rolling Stone after a- August 25th, I will be the artist formerly known as Billy Ray. I'm just going by my last name, Cyrus. He then added that he always wanted to be known as just Cyrus because that made him feel more comfortable. Wow, I, I like that he's. He, I mean, he's so lucky his daughter got famous. Yeah, because really? if he if he was giving this press release without her being famous, he'd mm-hmm. be giving this press release to a couple of uh, uh, raccoons behind a dumpster at Tim Hortons somewhere. Nobody, nobody, right. nobody's thought about that guy in no in what twenty five years. Eric. He's only her dad. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, Icky Break Your Heart must have been twenty five years. Not ago, only right? not, it was, yeah. yeah. Not only is he only her dad. He when she got a TV show, he got himself cast as her dad on her TV show. Did he yeah, really? and he tried to be the cool dad, yeah. but it just made everyone yeah. uncomfortable. Um, Bi- what a sad human being Bill, that guy. Is. Bill Hicks <laughs> had a bit on one of his comedy albums back in the late eighties, early nineties, and or you know, I guess it would have been around twenty five years ago. Um, that there there should be a reality show where the game of the reality show is hunting and killing Billy Ray Cyrus. <gasps> yeah. so, I don't know. I, I would play. It's, you know, he may may have been fomenting something that that could come yet in the future with uh with the way uh, entertainment has gone. Uh, okay. There was a good, there yeah. was a good, uh, like very cheesy late night cable movie where Rucker Hauer was was hunting he was like a rich guy and they like picked up they picked up uh i think it was iced tea oh like he was like a homeless guy and they put him in the woods and then they chased after it's like the most dangerous game yeah oh fantastic okay lisa what else is going on in the world of pop culture hit us all right so other than cyrus we also have some big johnny depp news so johnny depp johnny depp is back in the news um so back in January, I'm sure all of you are very aware of this, Johnny Depp hit his management team, uh, creatively named the Management Group. He hit them with a lawsuit uh, for $25 million, claiming they mismanaged his funds. So now they're countersuing, and they are fired, obviously. He's moved on, and um, they're claiming that he grossly misused his money and that he has a compulsive spending disorder. Uh, I believe it. To back up this claim, though, um, they're using examples of some pretty dope things. Oh, interesting. Which really takes away some credibility. So one of the things that they're claiming that he has a spending disorder because he bought. So he bought a $5 million cannon yep. for launching Hunter S. Thompson's ashes at his funeral. 
And they're trying to say that this is an excessive thing. And, you know, all I can think is if I had $5 million and $1 and I was going to Hunter S. Thompson's funeral and this was an option, I would spend my $5 million on that cannon. I would have like, to agree. That cannon just became worth like $15 million, totally. You know, that's an investment. That's an investment. And also, they're claiming he spends thirty k on wine a month. And they bashed him for drinking it immediately. They're saying it's not a collection if you drink it right away. But I'm like... Also, it sounds pretty dope, yeah. you know? What's the point <laughs> of just holding on to it? It's wine. It's yeah. meant to be drunk. Well, yeah. That's like, oh, yes, I have a lovely chicken breast collection over here in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just got to enjoy it. Like, it's totally. already been aged if you're spending that money for it. Like, someone been having that in their little cast. Right. It's old. It's yeah. ready to go, you know? I mean, the guy's rich I- as fuck. His, his, <laughs> his spend- expenditures aren't the same as the rest of us. Yeah, like you gotta adapt to the money you're making, and like the rest of us don't have this reality, so we gotta live vicariously through people like this. So then they listed a few other things: fourteen residences in the south of France. I mean, why not? You buy one, you buy two, you keep going. It happens. A lot of Uh, houses. He he invested in a a record label. Fine. He uh, he got a Caribbean island chain, and also some other Caribbean islands, some private islands. He has full-time staff of 40 people, which might be a bit excessive. Like, I would have guessed about 20. Yeah. But that's, once again, we need to revisit the wine. Like, how many of those people are drinking wine on his staff? So I don't think they're allowed to touch the good wine. No, probably but not, probably not. But he's got 14 residences. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You got to have a lot of people. No, that's, yeah. That's a really good point. That's a good point there. There's gardens that need to be gardened and whatnot. Right. His hedges pers- aren't going to trim themselves. <laughs> That's right. What about those bonsais? And who knows what weird shit he's got going on in his houses? Like, there could be some really complex bonsai designs. Koi fish. There's probably some koi fish and whatnot. He ha- he's got security yeah. for 150000 a month. Ugh. A Gulf Street, a Gulf Stream jet rental for 20000 a month. Uh, um, his staff is 300000 a month. I mean, you know, they're, they're claiming some stuff. Like, I'm. I get it that he might be spending money as quickly as he's making it, but don't we all? Yeah, exactly. Like what's the guy's in his fifties, you know, like how much time does he have left on the planet? And he's always going to be able to make more money. It's not like, you know, my cousin Daryl who spends all of his money on skidoos and works a minimum wage job. Like Daryl probably won't ever pay off his skidoo and there's no guarantee he's going to be able to buy another one. But Johnny, like, no problem. Is this Skidoo a snowmobile? <laughs> yeah. Well, his... <laughs> Again, I mean, it's similar. Like, his, Daryl's passionate about a Skidooing and Johnny Depp passionate about wine. If only. You know, you know oh, I, Johnny. I, Johnny, you're joining us. Yeah. I, uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Skidoo because uh, on the set of Ed Wood, uh, Martin Lando told me to buy. He told me two things. One, Tell an inappropriate joke at all times, and to buy a skidoo, the joke would be uh, a man was dragging a child through the woods. He looked down at the child, and the child was crying, and he said, what are you crying? And the child says, "Um, I'm scared, and I don't know you, and I don't know what's happening. And uh, the man looked down at the child, and he said, I'm the one who should be crying. I'm the one who has to walk home alone. And and then... And then he told me to go buy a skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Johnny, Johnny, it's my understanding that this is that part of your method 
is to have an assistant, an underling, read you the lines while you're performing in, and you have an earpiece in your ear so that you don't have to clutter your brain with memorizing the entire script. Is that true? Uh, yes. Uh, well, here's the thing. I feel I've done my part by wearing 43 scarves and 1,900 bangle bracelets. It's up to my assistant to feed me the lines for Pirates of the Caribbean Part 8. <laughs> you... Chat. Yes, as, I, hit him. I have a very important question for Johnny. Johnny, what do you think of Calgary? Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, we we went on a scouting mission to Calgary, as I was informed it was called. <laughs> and uh, I felt at home because I, too, like to wear cowboy hats. Um, but unfortunately, they did not have any of my 19 shades of eyeshadow. So Awful. we had to change the shoot Awful. and go to California. Johnny, mm-hmm. is the Johnny. reason that you own so many residences, does that have something to do with just just logistically you need to store so many bangle bracelets, so many scarves? You can't just be – you would need a, a whole second jet or a tanker to bring your scarves from Los Angeles to the south of France where you spend a lot of time. So is the point of having lots of residences really – just to store your vast collection of fine silken scarves. Yeah, pr- precisely, Brian. Uh, I, I received sobering news in 2001 when Aaliyah died because she had two heavy uh, suitcases on her plane. Oh, wow. So I decided uh, from that point on, I would leave my bracelets uh, wherever they were. And so I had to keep buying homes to fill them up. That's <laughs> Uh, that's fair. Wow, that's great. <clears throat> well, Johnny Depp, thank you very much for joining the program. Didn't didn't expect to have you tonight. <laughs> so nice of you to yeah, stop I, in. Yeah, I cut out. Did did I miss part oh, of that? I, Ed, I that's always Sorry. always happens mm. with the Skype. When I'm trying, I got I'm juggling all these Skypes. I've got you on Skype. I've got Lisa Bizzle on Skype. We and we briefly had Johnny Depp. I'm sorry that you missed yeah. it. Oh, missed it. Fan- Sorry. Fantastic interview. Uh, okay, El Biz, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? So just, I just wanted to say one more thing about this is that basically Johnny, Johnny Depp is being sued for living, countersued for living his best life. That's true. Like I would, I would be doing the same shit if I had that much money. Yeah. Now ultimately is the lawsuit that he stiffed his management team or is he suing them for trash? And like, what, what is the actual, so he's suing them. Yeah. And they're countersuing for 25 million for damages because you know. How dare he? I guess right. because his lawsuit has damaged their reputation. When they're like, oh. "We didn't, we didn't lose your money. You just fucking spent it all." And how is it to hire a management company called the Management Group? Like, wouldn't you want someone a little um, more creative? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Right. Like, no, we, we 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 need to find a bank that's the money place. Yeah. Mm. Good point. That's mm. an excellent point. Okay, Lisa. Great point. What else you all got? Right. Got some uh, big R. Kelly news. Oh, R. Kelly. What's that guy been up to? So, uh, always nice to see an R. Kelly story. So, he is being sued as well. Hines County, Mississippi Sheriff's Deputy Kenneth Bryant has filed a lawsuit against the R&B singer. Hines County, Mississippi, coincidentally, that's R. Calgary. Oh, that makes perfect sense. That's the lower 48's Calgary. 
Yeah, um, that that actually sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. I get it. Cowtown, Hines County, same thing. So Kenneth has uh, decided to file this lawsuit because R. Kelly is allegedly having an affair with Kenneth's wife, Asia Childress. Wow. Mm, and wow. Bryant has said that each time R. Kelly would have a concert in a nearby state, Childress would disappear to unite with her lover. Time after time, R. Kelly cuckolded Bryant with blatant disregard for Bryant's and Childress's vows. The affair continued, and R. Kelly actually ended up giving her chlamydia. Oh, oh. whoa. But that didn't end things. I don't remember that verse in, uh, in uh, Ignition. After the closet? <laughs> So she's she's got so here here's the scenario. Kenneth and Asia are living their best life. Asia starts sleeping with R. Kelly, yeah. you know, jumping states for for uh, the shows, and you know, living the best groupie kind of life. Gets chlamydia. Yeah. So clearly, like they're dealing with that as a couple. It's come come to pass that they have to deal with the affair and the chlamydia. But then, no, things don't end there. They actually are uprooted by Asia to move to Atlanta. So Atlanta bring she brings her husband to Atlanta so she can be closer to R. Oh. Kelly to continue the relation. Mm. And so he's not only just like cucked the little, like he's yeah. cucked the full way. Cuck. And you don't you don't saw you don't like sue someone after you've been a part of this. No. Like he is an active member in this this scenario, you like know. He like he aware, might yeah. He might as well be eating his banana slowly and staring at them while they're making passionate love. Please, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm giving the clap to you. <laughs> Were you thinking about that the whole time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would she want to get back with him no, after he's no. already given her chlamydia? No. That seems like, you know, it, well, the husband doesn't need to be working things out anymore. Uh, Once you're bringing home diseases, it's like, yeah, you know what? I think we're good. It seems like a breakup reason, and I'm not. I'm not really familiar with chlamids. Ed, maybe you could speak to this. Is is chlamydia? <laughs> is it? A, is that a? Is that a discharge-y situation? Yeah, it's bacterial. Some antibiotics are cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, there's no, some burning. Yeah. And whatnot, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's. I believe there's, when I read the Burt Ward book. Uh, he got chlamydia from fucking everybody as Robin during the Batman and Robin really? show in the sixties. Son of a bitch. Yeah. There was like a chapter about chlamydia. Uh, chlamydia was super hot in the sixties. It's kind of, it's not so hot it's now. Gone away with Jonas Salk and everything. Well, it's definitely not gone away. It's just like people freak out more about it now. I think they get it. They get it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty freak freaked out with the uh, discharge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like any any STD is obviously something that's gonna you know not be an enjoyable adventure. Um, I think it's a little worse when you get it from R. Kelly. Like I'd say his strain of chlamydia in particular would probably be aggressive. Virulent. He's like a football coach playing the field. You know, that's what he does. But it is one of those. Yeah, that bother her. It is. He's just like, I want chlamydia. It is one of those things where it's sort of a badge of honor. Like I'm sure in the circles this broad runs in, like a lot of, a lot of her friends have caught a little something. And, but right. they didn't get it from an international R and B star. Like if you right. if you're and, gonna right. get chlamydia, get it from somebody that's very well known. I say. Yeah, and that's if, true. And if you're R. Kelly, and there's a lawsuit going on in Mississippi, you, you probably should try to settle out of court because 
if history is any indication, the Mississippi courts are not true. too good for black guys. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't, don't know. Get, you don't really get a fair shake. Oh, I picture places. I picture everybody in this scenario being black. But Kenneth Kenneth is mm-hmm. a sheriff's deputy right. in Mississippi. Yeah, he could wield a little so power. He's a little weak white boy. You can tell. I think so. Oh, he's being fucked. Yeah, yeah. uh, you can just Asia. Who knows? Asia Childress. Yeah. Like she definitely got a booty. Exotic. Like you know she's got Dom name. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know anything else about her. Interesting. She's worldly. Listen to her name. Wilcock. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lisa. Like, <laughs> uh, do, All right. Do you have anything else? One more okay. announcement that actually engages me. Yeah. Uh, it's big news to the world, but not really. So Ryan Seacrest has been chosen as the person to join live as Kelly Ripa's new co-host. So the official mm. join. And Bring in those male viewers. Guy, huh? guy can't catch oh, a break. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really upset by this because he beat out Jerry O'Connell for the part uh-huh. who really needs the job. Yeah, he needs to work. Ryan Seacrest has at least 15 full-time jobs like he's literally going to be commuting from new york to la just to do this like he's going to go to la every weekend and do his other job like you don't need this jerry o'connell needs this this could have been life-changing for him yeah the fat kid from standby me he and he's a personable guy yeah right is the least interesting man on earth no he's a robot like there's no way ryan seacrest isn't the robot and like when they get in, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I ever saw any of that show, but uh, I imagine they sometimes get into just unstructured conversations. Yeah, and what, what is he going to do? Yeah, he's not. Off and the you top. want someone who's, you want someone who's going to be disheveled sometimes. Like you want someone who's going to have weight fluctuations. You want someone who's going to go through some maybe divorces or getting mm-hmm. broken up with car accidents. You want some drama. Like Ryan Seacrest gives us nothing. Absolutely. Well, he might he might get spotted at the at Boots and Saddles wow. West wow, Village or something. But like even that. that's just kinda like that's even if that like that's not that scandalous. Like yes. Jerry O'Connell, you know he'd be struggling with his weight. Yes. He'd be like he'd be buff first season and then he'd like put on sixty pounds, then we get to watch his body transformation, he'd become a weight watcher spokesperson. Like there was just a lot of hope there. That would He's be a better. likable guy. That would be better. I didn't realize it Jerry was so O'Connell better. was for the role, yeah, or the job, and it, and that he was like second in place. And man. that job, like, that's a few million bucks a year job, and you work an hour yeah. a day. Like you don't like they're not producing the show; they just go on and read the fucking cue cards. Like it's a very, I, very easy, easy yeah. job for a lot, well, a back- lot of money. Yeah. Back to what Lisa was saying. It's like, what, what, what do you need this for, Ryan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need, you need everything. Conquering the world. Yeah. yeah. He's a thief. He's got. He's. He's like those women that adopt all the foreign babies that are up for adoption. He, he's like the Angelina Jolie of people looking yeah, for adoption. But of jobs. He of jobs. Yeah. yeah. He um. He you know also has a radio show? show. Yeah. Yeah. He has so many. He has things. a daily radio show. R. Kelly would be good on oh, that. He show. would. Yeah. He could I, sing it all. And we could we could replace Kelly with Asia. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and every morning be like, "How's chlamydia?" I don't, <laughs> I don't, I've I don't watch that show. It's on in the daytime. I suppose I could record it if I really wanted to, but I do. I follow Kelly Rip on Instagram because I am deeply, deeply, and don't 
don't, I don't want to mince words here. I want you to understand deeply sexually attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Very to my yep. core. I really, mm-hmm. really, you know, she'd be great. Yeah. She's in, yeah. in about in the mid nineties, a 19 year old Ed Daly gave Kelly Ripa his autograph. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. She was promoting her soap opera at my school yes. and I gave her my autograph oh, and then amazing. Cause she was just some, yeah, like tw- she was probably like 20 years old. Soap and, opera uh, hottie. And she was like, Oh, and then she just gave me an autograph back. Yeah. And I still have it. Oh, do you? Oh, fantastic. Special. Did you ever masturbate to the autograph or like wrap it around yourself? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the image of Kelly Ripa in 1995 or whatever i'm I'm sure yeah i'm sure is that something only women do like masturbate to objects that we're emotionally attached to some guys wait are you saying physically the object (laughs) (laughs) this pen let me rub it on my dick no i'm not i'm not saying that you mean like you mean like nobody would say that you mean like you mean like teddy bears or pillows man Scarves, pairs of pants. Shut up. No, I'd never heard that before. Scarves? I, I think Johnny Depp Scar- does a lot of that. Wow. I, actually, I actually don't know if that's true, um, as if women do it more than men, because I do know some guys that have done it. Really? Like, yeah. actually use, like, an item of a of a former, yeah. fl- like, panties. Well, I like, can in see- second thought, yeah. we can't use my sample of humans as the norm, though, because, like, I was a psychologist for so long. Right. So everything I'm drawing from was patients that were coming to me for help. Right. So this is, like, yeah, asking a prison guard, like, what normal people behave like in cells. But, there's, but you know. as a psychologist, there's very few normal people, quote, finger quotes. Well, we have, quotes. like, there's norms based for most things right. because that's how we and what's abnormal but yeah a lot of things are left for interpretation i didn't specialize in sexual deviant type oh, things what a waste every now and then. I, I know but i mostly worked with children uh-huh. so it wasn't a huge children who use scarves that's not cute that is not cute it's it was children and teens so there was a lot of masturbation type tales going uh, on now teenagers teenagers will will yeah, it's any port in a storm with teenagers. I, I wanked it so much as a teen. It was like ridiculous. Like I'm surprised I don't have a callus on my dick. I was just going to ask about that because I've encountered those on dicks. Really? Like, you know, this isn't. Yeah. Some guys will, uh, will get a callus and they'll have like a little brown spot where yeah, they masturbate it so yeah. much. Yeah. And- any guy that has that should write into the show with a little bit of photo evidence. Yeah, these are these. The, the, it seems like you've caught some guys on some tail ends of rough times. They're like huh? these guys are like Ed Daly. <laughs> these are these these are these non lubrication maniacs. That's what it is. It's you got to use a little You're oil. Not circumcised. No. You're not circumcised. You don't need that, right? Like if you got your foreskin intact, like you could just go at her. Yeah, and uh, sometimes that results in some woundage. Interesting. I, wow. I, I don't. I don't know. I. I, I just think lube is, is uh, excessive. I don't need it. Well, I'll tell you what yeah. it does. It, it when you need it, that's a, can be a problem. Like if you're in a hotel room or something, they don't have your brand. That can be a little mm. tough. Like if you haven't brought any with you, that can be an issue. Um, you, de- you definitely run into some, some problems somewhere, but you get a nice smooth, there's definitely no callus going on. You get a nice smooth finish. I, I, I would recommend. But I told lube. you when I, 
when I first tried, I tried with hand soap, and it turned into an I Love Lucy episode. There were suds everywhere. When I was a teen, depends how vigorously you go. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I accidentally used um, Prel or Perp Plus one time. I just went dry because I'm like, oh, it's like liquid. How bad can it be? And it really, it gave me like a gnarly. I had a reaction, like my dick, like swelled up, not in a good way. Man, masturbation wounds are very unforgiving, especially if they involve temperature yeah. or, like, alcohol, because that is a sensitive region. And you can, you, it's tough to talk about why you're walking around gingerly. Yeah, and, like, as a woman, it's all inside, too, so we're screwed. Like, Because at least you guys, like, you know, you got the tip of the dick and stuff, you know. Yeah. Other than that, it's, it's a little tougher, you know, for taking substances. But as a woman, if you make a mistake... There's no turning back. It's just like if you guys had to pour things down inside your dick. It's you know? inside yeah. of you. Like, we have no wiggle room for a masturbation here. No. Could be lost. Like, you're wounded very swiftly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Shocking. Yep. Wow. It is. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfair, yeah, really. We should do a whole episode on this sometime. Brian, why are you walking funny? Oh, uh, I was just uh, fucking a per plus bottle. Speak, sp- <laughs> speaking of that, Ed. I actually have a bit of a genital injury issue. I must have at some point yesterday sat on my left nut, the testicle. Uh, I've, so I have like a torsion to my actual ball. It's a little swollen. I've been having a hard time walking. I think I might have to ice it down a bit. I don't know. I don't remember doing it exactly, but I felt it. Yesterday afternoon, and it has not gone away. I have a a, a scrotal trauma. As we is speak. it is it turning is it turning purple at all? No. Yeah, you might have to get it lopped off. You, you monitor no, that thing. I don't, I okay, if it changes color at all, please go see a physician. Yeah, I think it's because if it's torsion, you would have to get it fixed. Possibly. I think it's a little better. It's a little better today than yesterday. Right. I think I just may, maybe maybe bruised right. my sack a bit by sitting down too hard. All right, you don't want to mess with dick stuff, man. I've seen some traumatizing things. Like you, you guys know what priapism is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, like the boner that doesn't quit. Yeah. So uh, I did a lot of research with this medication called trazodone. One of the side possible side effects is uh, priapism. So normally, you know, you go in, your your boner doesn't go down, and you'll go get a drain. Yeah. So every now and then, we'd get a case study that would come in because we we're using the drug so much in research. Like it was a high interest thing. So one of the ones that has stuck with me the most, there was a guy um, taking trazodone, had priapism, went to the emergency room after having sex for seven hours, and it Beast. was in rough shape, right? Yeah. Ding. Yeah, seven hours, he was, like, doing coke, keeping the boner. He's like, this is great, because, you know, instead of coke dick, he's got the raging heart this on. Sounds like a, this sounds having, like a night. This guy's having fun. Oh, he's having the best time, but then, like, it's not going down. He starts getting pain, so he goes in. They drain it, and they give him strict orders not to have any sex for however long. I think, believe it was 72 hours. Couldn't do it. So, anyways, it's, instead, so, he goes back, takes another trazodone, oh more cocaine, Starts doing his lady again. Mm. Doesn't come in for another 12 hours. So he's got a boner for 12 hours now. Uh, Priapism. And he had actually was so bad by the time he got back in that most of the tissue Shut had up. died. Shut up. They, they had to remove Shut up. his in- entire wiener and balls. What? Oh, my God. All, Is yeah. it eunuch? 
everything, and all he was left with was a little tube. Like the, it was, oh my it god, was, the necrosis was so bad. Oh my god, that they had to take it all off. And there's just pictures. Whew. So I had like 17 pictures in front of me when this came to my desk, and there was no warning. Like, hey, Lisa, don't look at these. It was just like all the stages of the surgery, the stitches, and like I'm just thinking, like this guy went from the greatest night of his life to like his life was just done. In, in two days. I thought you were just going to say he had to have like the Texas belt buckle, but you're saying like, yeah. it's just all gone. Yeah. I thought that there, it was going to repair some tissue, remove a little bit. Cause usually that's what it is, but no gone. I, everything. I thought he was just going to, yeah. Like Ed said, I thought he was just going to have a rope for the rest of his life, which is not ideal, but you know, it's worse than the opposite. <laughs> if you've lived, if you've lived through middle school, you know how to exactly combat the, uh, the random exactly. boner. Uh, all right. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. You are a fantastic guest. I'm certain Delightful. that our listeners will be asking f- for you to return to the show, as will I. So we will definitely oh, we will definitely have you back. Thank you very much for joining us. An honor and a blessing to be here. So blessed. Thank you for teaching me how to so pronounce blessed. Calgary. Uh, okay. <laughs> so for... Lisa B. For our very own Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 167 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.